me welcome Dr. Katie Larson. Hey, Dr. Hey. Katie. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure to have you here on the platform of Inner Insight. So let me uh, just give a quick intro about Dr. Katie. Uh, she is a personal growth and transformation expert who specializes in working with highly sensitive people, empaths, and perceptive souls. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, she's uh, personally a highly sensitive person, but didn't know it until one year ago. Once she realized it, everything in her life made much more sense. Dr. Katie is coming to us from Hong Kong and uh, before be becoming a growth coach and founder of Growth Quest, Dr. Katie was a high, uh, high school science teacher in Chicago, USA, in, a scientist in Mongolia and uh, Borneo, and a chef in Spain, and a consultant in South Africa and Cambodia. Her external travel has been paired nicely with internal journey work that has brought her deep, meaning, meaningful perspectives of her life. One of her unique specialities is helping her clients integrate peak experiences, those meaningful but often indescribable moments that are life-changing but hard to talk about. She's inspired to do this work after having these experiences herself, everything from validating past life memories and clairvoyant gifts to uh, psychedelic experiences and even ghosts and else. Okay, very interesting. Dr. Katie finds highly sensitive people tend to have more peak experiences than others. Wow. So, um, and uh, I would like to, uh, you know, inform uh, everybody out there, Dr. Katie is beginning the uh, meaning quest uh, her four-week online coaching program for highly sensitive people, I guess this is especially women, starting from September 17th. It's aimed at not only making sense of this crazy year, but making meaning of life itself. That's amazing, Dr. Katie. I mean, like, this is really something, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's very... Uh, new and this concept of mm. highly sensitive people is something mm. which we have not really uh, much heard of and i'm sure you're going to make a huge difference out there through this program mm. so thank you so much for joining me today on this journey of creating a world of conscious mind with inner insight so it's my pleasure thank you for having me <laughs> oh that's awesome so uh uh, would like to understand firstly, like what exactly is a you know highly sensitive person? Because when we used to think mm -hmm. of sensitive people, it only uh, meant that people were hyperly sensitive and vulnerable. So, right. is there another way of looking at this whole thing? 
Absolutely. And I think that's what's so great about making this more well-known in the world, because when you research the term sensitive, usually you get a lot of negative connotations. But actually being sensitive is just, we are the people who feel the world very deeply. And we've had a lot of names in the, in the history of the world where the creatives, where the artists, where the storytellers, the visionaries, even the healers and the priests. So we are the category of people who are about 20% of the population. So one in five of us is a highly sensitive person. And we have deeper thoughts than the rest of us. We have deeper feelings. We even have stronger sensations of all of our five senses. So we are the ones that are your friends who, when you walk into a room, they say, what's that smell? And no one else notices, right? We are the right. ones who notice it, all of the different subtleties in our environment. And so a highly sensitive person is somebody who not only experiences the world very deeply, but may or may not be aware that they are picking up on other people's energies, the energies of a room, the energies of a space. And so we'll talk more about what that could look like for us. But in general, highly sensitive people, we feel the world much deeper than the rest of us. Hmm. That's so interesting. And, and when did you uh, realize this about yourself? And could you tell a little bit on that? Yeah, because as you mentioned in the intro, I actually only discovered this one year ago about myself, but I knew I was an empath. My whole life, I really picked up on people's energies. I even could feel like the color or the shape of an energy by walking into the room or somebody's mood. I could feel if somebody's mood was like a dense energy or if it was a light bubbly energy, but I didn't know what that was until maybe in my 20s when someone said, oh, you're an empath. And then I realized and really embraced what it meant to be an empath. But it wasn't until last year I was studying to become a coach for spiritual emergence. So just a side note on what that is. This is those of us who are kind of having an awakening at the moment, both spiritually and in our souls, where we are awakening to our purpose and awakening to something greater. And we don't have anyone to speak to. So I would be that person. So this is what I was studying um, to certify as. And in one of the modules was um, a description of highly sensitive people. And just like any kind of homework assignment, you could just gloss over it or you could look at it and I and it caught my eye and I thought I want to know what this means what is a highly sensitive person and you know how the internet leads you down these little click rabbit holes and the more I read and the more I took um, there was a quiz from Dr. Elaine Aaron who is the um, the lead researcher in this movement and I realized I was at the top of the top of the score of being highly sensitive. And the best part about this realization was everything in my life made sense in reference to this framework. Everything from the challenges I had as a child where if I had like a tag on my clothing and I couldn't handle the itchiness of the tag, you know, highly sensitives, we're very sensitive to our sense of touch to the beautiful things of being able to be so moved by just a simple scene or a simple sunset. It feels amazing to me. Um, these were all now put in context and, it, and I felt much less abnormal. 
and much more normal and not only normal but extraordinary and i think this is now my um purpose in life is to be a disciple of the highly sensitive person movement because we're not a disorder we're not a disability it's just a description of a cluster of traits that you were born with and once you recognize that these cluster of traits tend to have similarities amongst us you start to see many of your listeners will see themselves in these traits and it starts to help explain a lot about their upbringing or their current predicament wow that's so true i mean uh, uh, you know after hearing you out i'm sure as you said a lot of many people will start relating to their own experiences and what they Definitely. are going through right uh, so well, and what are the kind of challenges uh, you know that the uh, superpowers or the highly sensitive people uh, face i mean i'm going to put it in reference to an acronym that dr elaine aaron um, coined that does d o e s because first you need to know how we have these certain traits and um, everyone loves acronyms because it makes everything so much more clearer so i'll i'll be really specific about each one and then i'll share a little bit about those challenges and superpowers so in does we have the letter d stands for depth of processing which means we process things at a very quick and deep way so what that means is if you tell a highly sensitive person a piece of information they've already connected it to almost every other thing they know about both that information and things outside of it that are novel and we're really making connections quickly this makes us be very quick-witted we're funny we have some sarcastic ways of, of interpreting the world that's our superpower we're really um, able to digest information like that deep philosophical information we digest it very deeply and we enjoy digesting it one of the flip sides the challenges of that is like anyone who's sarcastic we can become very cynical we recognize the world in ways that maybe someone else would overlook or maybe someone else would forgive we see the little um, dark sides of things because we're seeing things at a depth um, we also can be very um, easily anxious or easily depressed because we understand the complexities of a situation. We don't just see the superficial broadness of scratching the surface of sound bites on the news or, you know, gossip. We actually hear the deeper story to what we're hearing or, or what is happening in the world. And so that can affect us in a way that makes us depressed or anxious. And so the depth of processing is the first one is D. It has its pros and cons, but it makes us be very hard workers. It helps us to be very good entrepreneurs, um, designers. We can see something um, and how somebody may want it to be. We see it immediately because our depth of processing. So then I'll go to O because O is overstimulation. And this is where a lot of your listeners are going to say, oh my gosh, this is me. I never recognized that as a, as a part of being a highly sensitive person is we are very attracted to stimulation in the sense that we enjoy beautiful music and we love 
being out in the world because of all of the different um, landscapes and scenarios that we can be in. We love shopping. We love the physical sensation of feeling all of the fabrics, right? We love the sights and the smells that are in, in the world. But <laughs> we get overstimulated very quickly. And so although we enjoy those things, our like our little zone of perfect arousal it's very small so we will hit our overstimulation very quickly where maybe we're out in the world for only 30 minutes shopping and every minute of those 30 minutes is amazing and then minute 31 you're like i gotta go home enough too loud too much smell too many okay. like people and it's just you you hit a wall and this is very normal for a highly sensitive person to become mm -hmm. overstimulated. It can either be um, from things that are overt, like in the, in the streets with the noise of the horns and the bustling of people, uh -huh. or you're picking up on the invisible energies that you're, that you're aware of. And so if you're working in an office where many people are having a bad day or there's just like a flickering light in the background that you kind of sort of are noticing, like those are things that overstimulate us and cause us to be extremely exhausted at the end of our day where a normal, non-highly um, non sensitive person's normal day would not exhaust them. Mm -hmm. A normal day to a highly sensitive person can become very overstimulating and exhausting. So it's exciting because you love stimulation. That's the positive, that's the pro, but the con is you will become overstimulated if you don't give yourself rest, which we'll talk about in a little bit when we say what are some ways to prevent these things yeah, that is yeah, o. yeah okay and then letter e is mm -hmm. you are very emotional and empathic and so we'll start with the emotional because mostly people who have um, highly sensitive natures we have a rich inner world like we are able to understand our emotions and describe our emotions. We tend to be more emotionally literate, meaning we know the difference between anger and disappointment. We understand when we feel elated and anxious, but a little bit of nervous all at once, right? We can dis discern between very complex emotions. And we also are quite empathic, meaning that's what I described earlier. I knew I was empathic because I could pick up on people's emotions. Highly sensitive people tend to not only pick up on people's emotions, but the vibrations or the sensations that are present in a place or even a thing. So you might know in your town, there's like one bus stop that feels really good and another bus stop that just feels wrong, right? And there's just something about the energy of a place that a highly that. sensitive person picks up on. Yeah. And even for me, I, I, I can't handle certain um, franchises, even though they look exactly the same inside, one will have a different vibe than another, right? And so this is a highly sensitive aspect. Again, the pro is we are the healers. We know what it feels like to be in pain, because we have higher mirror neurons 
than a non-highly sensitive person. So if somebody is in physical pain or emotional pain, we're feeling it inside. So we make very good caretakers and service professionals because we can really adapt to what people need. The downside of that skill set is that we overdo it and we don't know when to turn it off. We don't know how to just be without feeling other people's energies. We have a hard time with creating nice boundaries. So we'll talk more about that soon. But that's E. And then the last letter is S, which is sensitive to subtleties. So this means we are really aware of our sensations in our five senses more so, and we're also aware of our environment. So I'll start with the, the sensations first because this is, well, probably one of my biggest challenges is this. I can have a perfect mood, wake up, and every single thing will go right. But if somebody walks into the room wearing cologne, it will ruin me. Like, I just can't ignore it. Like, and, and it's like, they're just like walking clouds of the smell. And I can't get over it. And so we are the people who, we feel our senses strongly in a good way. Like, if it was a, a rose, I would love smelling that rose. And it would light me up and make me feel amazing or if I heard some music that I enjoy it would give me like pleasure in my brain to the point where I'm, I'm loving every minute but if it's sound I hate like um, a jackhammer or if it's a smell I hate I'm unable to ignore it so this is part of the the pros and cons of your sensations you can be very heightened and then also we're very aware of our context in our environment and I need to make sure that women and men know that this is evenly split among the genders. So 50% of highly sensitives are men and 50% are women. But you may notice a difference in your relationship of who's the highly sensitive person based on who knows where the ketchup is in your fridge or who knows where the curry powder is in the pantry. Because um, a highly sensitive person will know where everything in the house is. They just, they just do. It's like in their memory bank, in their photographic memory, where a non-highly sensitive will stare in the refrigerator for 20 minutes and the ketchup's right in front of them. You know, like they just don't have that perception. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a wonderful skill set to have because you can almost remember holidays that you've been on and you can bring yourself on the holiday all over again because of your memory of how the environment was and even the smells and the sights. As I'm speaking to you, I can see like, you know, the marigolds and a little um, altar um, and like a Ganesh statue, you know, like you remember when I've been in India, right? And I can smell everything and hear the honking of the horns and, it, and it, I can pull it up as easily as, as yesterday. Where a non-highly sensitive person is like, I can't even remember what we did in India. I don't remember where we went. I don't remember what it was like. Like they just can't um, capture the sensitive, the subtleties, and be as sensitive to them as a not as a highly sensitive person. So these are just um, some examples. I know I said a lot there, but I know your listeners are going to feel some of those more strongly than others. And yeah. if you do, chances are you're on the highly sensitive spectrum of feeling this way in the world.
No, I think uh, there is a lot of gift out there. Uh, you, the highly sensitive people, uh, maybe you know more gifted than uh, seeing the cons. I see the pros uh, because that right. uh, makes you very distinct and different from the rest of the crowd out there. And right. uh, this gives you a lot of uh, power, which is not uh, you know kind of available to anybody else. So definitely it makes a whole lot of gift uh, is what I can see. The energy of gift is with you. So, uh, right. and yeah. these are the people, like I mentioned in the intro, like we're the creatives, we're the priests, we're the storytellers. We right. are, this is not, um, this is not a curse. This is a gift. Like you say, Absolutely. it carries our population, our species, our, our collective forward because we feel things differently and we allow that feeling to come through and what we feel strongly about. Right, right. I get that. That's amazing. And so how um, can the highly sensitive people, uh, you know, thrive, um, especially given the kind of uh, uh, adversities, uh, you know, in the moment here, at the moment the world is facing, how do you think they could thrive through? Yeah. I think this has been a challenging year for for highly sensitive people because we are, even if we're not reading the news, we are picking up on the energy of what is happening around us, both in a local and a global context. So this can be exhausting for many of us. And some of us who are highly sensitive but don't know it begin to question our sanity because we think, why do I feel this way? I like the concept from Dr. Elaine Aaron, which is in order to thrive, you need to treat yourself as if you're a six-month-old baby and really think that through of, okay, what does a six-month-old baby need? They need to eat. They need to sleep. They need to feel love. And these all sound really simple, but actually a lot of times when a highly sensitive person is the most unhappy it's because they're not taking care of their basic needs so you know we get hangry you know hungry angry we don't uh -huh. eat when we need to eat and we get hangry so keep uh -huh. yourself fed feed yourself healthy food because this is something very simple that you can do that allows you to rejuvenate the rest is very vital to a highly sensitive person we need more rest and not only do we need more sleep but we need more rest and there's a difference. Your rest might come in the form of meditation, prayer, um, movement, taking a walk, but we need n lots of time with no screens, no stimulation. We need to, even if it's just sitting in a room with our eyes closed, not napping, but just being away from noise, scent, smells. We need a lot of this time in order to rejuvenate because we are taking on all of those invisible sensations as well as all of the sensations of, of the senses. So we need a lot of rest. And we need a lot of love. We need self-love, most importantly. So self-compassion and allowing our funny quirks and funny tendencies and traits to be seen in a framework of love. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You might be one of five in the family that has this, right? Because this is 
this is 20% of the population. So you may have grown up with the other five people who don't have highly sensitive natures. Or you're in a family full of highly sensitive people and you know you need breaks and boundaries from them often. But you need to know that you're you're normal and mm -hmm. you need to love the, the qualities of being highly sensitive that are the gifts. And then allowing yourself to know what is yours and what is not yours. And so what I mean by that is a lot of us feel a little bit crazy in 2020 because we're feeling the energy of the collective, but our day-to-day -day life looks like it should be great on paper. So knowing, asking yourself, is this mine? Is this sensation that I'm feeling anxious about, is that mine? Or did I pick it up out in the streets? Or did I accidentally pick it up from reading the newspaper? And discerning between that allows you to let go of what is not yours and creating healthy boundaries around when you do go out in the world just maybe you visualize a protective barrier maybe you have a mantra that is you know this isn't mine this isn't mine but just allowing those things to, uh, to allow you to live in the world without being a sponge and taking it all on so these are just some simple things and then the last thing i would suggest is um, because we are such deep thinkers, we have to know we cannot think our way out of everything. We actually need to use our body much more than a non-highly sensitive person. And that means like when we feel emotions very strongly, we need to get in motion to get them out. And so if you are feeling a lot of anxious energy or you're even feeling depressed, it's important to use your body to shake out the anxiety or just move to get yourself out of the depression mood. So using your body in ways, whether it's exercise, dancing, just you know, stretching, yoga, is very helpful for highly sensitive people. I get that. So it, uh, it appears like uh, you guys attach a lot of meaning to uh, quite a bit of uh, you know things out there yeah. so i mean uh, and why do you do that because everything yeah. uh, is a stimulant end of the day everything is a stimulant so then uh, if you when you keep on uh, you know attaching the meanings to it i mean how does it work out yeah this is something that i'm making more i'm finding this more and more among the clients that i work with that are we are meaning seekers times a hundred. So where the normal person would just kind of live their life and not think much of it, right. a highly sensitive person is always thinking, this thing happened to me today. I wonder what that means. And the reason we tend to do that is because we like to attach depth to our experiences. We like to, um, to feel like there is um, a, grand, a grander purpose or that we're connecting to our purpose. Oftentimes, I think highly sensitive people, we connect to the numinous very easily. And the numinous to me is that vertical dimension of spirit, all that is God, the universe, something bigger than us. And the numinous is our soul, which is all we are, that special gift that we were born with and that essence that we can't help but emit and we connect to that easier as a highly sensitive person and so we like to make sense of that and 
that's why I've created that meaning quest, which you mentioned at the beginning, which is it starts September 17th. It's a group coaching circle where you can actually make meaning of not only what's happened this year, but just your life in general. And if you're new to understanding that you're a highly sensitive person, you have a really now a great framework to look back on your life and make meaning of things that before might have felt like you were crazy. But now it makes perfect sense in light of this framework. So that's why I've created this space for women. This, this time around is for women. Um, but like I mentioned, half and half are uh, highly sensitive. So there may be one that's for both genders in the future. But this is why I have this space, Meaning Quest. That's awesome. So, I mean, it would give a lot of people a lot of answers. So uh, I'm pretty sure there are people out there who do not know about themselves. Um, and this is... Uh, uh, you know, amazing time, you know, watching this and understanding what it is to be highly sensitive would give them the, you know, relatability to what, towards what was going on inside them. So right. this is a beautiful opportunity. So, you know, let's look forward. I'm also looking forward to this entire thing. And uh, it's been amazing it's it's really been amazing and um, like i said this this is a new experience even um, i mean although i have been uh, talking to uh, different kind of people and i see a lot of people as uh, you know in my therapy sessions but you know i have not come across a highly sensitive person um, right. you know, and, and, but I'm pretty sure that and now you might look back and say, actually, yeah. this person was probably highly sensitive. Yeah, exactly. And it's genetic. So it's really helpful. I think a lot of your listeners are, are mothers or parents in general. And because this is genetic, it's so helpful when you understand it in yourself, because often then you see it in your children. And to actually really foster a highly sensitive child in a, in a healthy, loving, safe environment, it does such a world of service for this child in the future to have someone that understands them. And so it's a really wonderful time to know this about ourselves as we are becoming parents and now are creating this generation of self-compassionate yes. children going forward. Absolutely. And it's, it's a, a new level of consciousness about oneself, yes. so, which is so important because most of them are just living in the state of unconsciousness. So uh, I'm uh, quite overwhelmed and uh, extremely grateful, uh, you know, for all these, the value shared by you. Thank you so much, Dr. Katie. It's been amazing. And I am looking forward to connecting with you again in future. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's my pleasure. It's my <laughs> pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for listening to your aligned purpose in the world and bringing these to all of the listeners and the, and the video watchers on YouTube. Thank you, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So well, uh, so we would uh, you know, look forward to many more learnings and we're looking forward to your session in September on September from starting from September 17th. So, you know, let's see how, we, how much of difference we can make to the world around us. Okay, Very Dr. Good. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a huge, immense pleasure to me and I'm sure to the watchers. 
and listeners as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.